Welcome to the Back Box Pinball Podcast, a podcast for lady pinballers and their friends. In each episode, we will sit down with a guest and talk about news and events related to the sport and hobby of pinball. Here are your hosts, Lauren Gray and Rebecca Salem. Rebecca, we're back and we're taking it international, girl. We talked about it last week. I'm so excited. I'm so ready. I've been trying to watch the Olympics as much as I can. I feel like since I cut the cable for, or, you know, cut the cord for cable, like there's too many options for me to watch the Olympics now. But I do like the fact that I get more choices on announcers. I very much like Snoop Dogg and Kevin Hart talking about dressage. Oh my gosh. Equestrian events. That was the best. (laughs) Include that in the show notes. But the cool thing about this episode is, is that we are going international as well, Rebecca very excited about our guest. Like she knows people and I know the same people, but we have never met. So I'm very excited. She said yes to come on the show from Montreal, Canada, the owner operator of North Star Pinball, Charlotte Fillmore Hanlon. Yay! Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much. I listeners, I had to like try a couple of times. I I think I might need a, a, an adult beverage today. Today has been one of those days, but I was super excited to have you on, Charlotte. Um, you are on the scene. I've like seen you and you know people that I know and Rebecca knows. And I was like, but she's like cool. And I was like, maybe she'll come on the show. And you have so many things going on, especially with North Star Pinball. For folks who don't know you, introduce yourselves. Tell us kind of your pinball journey, where you started from and where you're at today. Yeah, so as you said, I'm a co-owner of North Star Pinball, a pinball bar and operating business in Montreal. Um, I think my first pinball memory was playing with my cousin Jessie in her basement. My Uncle Parker was quite the collector of all sorts of things from antique military vehicles to vintage Coca-Cola vending machines, just all sorts of crazy stuff. And I actually think he traded a Coca-Cola vending machine for a pinball machine, and it was a Data East Secret Service. So I... <laughs> I have so many great that memories. That is a nice <laughs> It's so fun. It, uh, I remember like with my cousin at the end, it has a karaoke song and we'd always be singing along to it. So I've got a lot of great memories and she actually still has it in her basement today. Uh, I reconnected with pinball in about 2014 when I started dating my now fiance, Adam Keisler, who is also an owner of North Star. Uh, Adam and I briefly dated in our early 20s. We lost touch for about eight years. Uh, And when we reconnected, he'd already started diving deep into the pinball hobby. Uh, It's funny, before we reconnected in real life, we were Facebook friends. And one day he posted this huge photo album of pictures from some sort of pinball trip. And I remember looking through them being like, oh, this is interesting. Like, this looks super cool. And it turns out it was from Pinburg 2013. It was his first real pinball tournament, and he placed fourth in B division. So what, yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome. So after I saw those photos, I was like, oh, pinball still exists. And I was looking around, and when I'd see a machine, I'd play it. And so when Adam and I started dating in 2014, he had five pinball machines at home. Tron, Metallica, WWF Royal Rumble, Tales from the Crypt, and Dracula. Nice. Uh, And within a week of us starting to date, he was moving to a new apartment. And so the two of us struggled to figure out how to pack up these machines. The movers were coming first thing in the morning. We were very out of our element. But uh, it's funny to see how far that we've come because we've probably moved hundreds of pinball machines together ever since then. Uh, And... During our first year of dating, we had the flexibility of taking a lot of 
pinball trips to different events um, across the U.S. Uh, I was a graduate student working on my PhD, and he had just closed his cafe business, so we had all this time. So traveling, playing pinball, and like meeting all these cool people that have been great friends now really resulted in me falling under the allure of pinball that year. And I think my favorite memory of that year was uh, Pinball Expo 2014. Yeah, Walking Dead had just come out. I came absolute dead last in the launch party tournament. <laughs> and I somehow found... girl. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were giving out, uh, I think Logan Arcade was giving out free beer samples. So that did not help my <laughs> pinball skills. Uh, I somehow found my way into the official launch party video for The Walking Dead. I rewatched it today. It's pretty funny. Uh, that was also the year that The Big Lebowski uh, was revealed and people could play it for the first time. Uh, there was a presidential suite that we snuck into and we played it and were able to drink white Russians. And also Adam qualified for the tournament finals in the literal last seconds of qualifying. And it was just these pivotal uh, pinball moments that really like cemented that pinball was something that I wanted in my life. I love that. I love that whole story arc. And we're going to deep dive into that. Uh, Charlotte, as we've stated, you know, she's the co-owner operator of North Star Pinball. And it, it's very, it, I don't want to say it's unusual, but you don't hear of a lot of women co-owner operators for any kind of pinball. So the, the fact that you're doing it and you're owning it, I love it so much. Also, congratulations um, on your engagement to Adam. Thank you. Um, Everyone, literally Charlotte's like hashtag like engagement photo goals. Like if I could go back in time and do what she and Adam did, I would. It, I feel like you jumped the shark, but in an awesome way. Like they're on her private Facebook page, page but they are very pinball themed. I loved it very much, but much congratulations to you and Adam. Thank you. It's just funny that the Mandalorian pinball machine that we got happened to be uh, manufactured the day that we got engaged. So it was uh... Pretty perfect. It was all meant to be. It, all the pinball weaves in. It's just, I love it. I love it so much. Uh, but Charlotte, th again, thank you for joining us today. We're going to deep dive onto the, the owner-operator aspect here later on in the show. Uh, first, we're going to jump into pinball news. All right, listeners, you know, it's oh my been gosh. a bit of a drought, you know, with COVID, everything else going on. We were... We were struggling for some news. Um, not this week. And my favorite part is that TWIP is taking a vacation. So Jeff's on vacation. So all of this news happened and I didn't even get it from TWIP. I got it from the What did you internet. get it from? I, I got it from like Facebook, Facebook and Discord. Everywhere. And er everywhere. Like the news Google. this week is provided by the world. So <laughs> first piece of news. And I got this courtesy of Frieden with uh, Pinball Super Friends. Um, she posted, and it was a Yahoo Finance article, which I was like, what? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what is that? But it was very under the wire. Like, nobody was talking about it because there was other things going on. But Steve Ritchie leaving Stern and moving to Jersey Jack Pinball, which now that's in its backyard, I, it, it's not a big move, you know, locale-wise. I had heard a rumor about it, like, three days before. Like, Jordan was like... So there's a rumor that like Steve Ritchie is going to go to JJP and I'm like, all right, uh, cool. Does that mean I'm going to get a JJP Mortal Kombat in 2023? Cause that's, that's what I would want. Um, like, cool. So, but yeah. And then the pictures came out, but it's, it's wild. Who knew? I, I was surprised. I mean, surprised, not surprised. Like, Again, I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting that because I did not hear the rumor. But also, 
Um, not surprised because I feel like this, and this is just Lauren's opinion, um, but that, you know, a lot of the, the designers are kind of leaving Stern and I don't know if Stern's kind of, you know, pushing to have like maybe a new crop of designers, a new wave of designers mm -hmm. and developers, you know, bringing on Keith Owen, you know, you've got Tim Sexton, you've got Raymond Davidson. Um, Charlotte, what are your thoughts on um, the big move from Stern to JJP for Steve Ritchie? I mean, I think it's really exciting, uh, you know, just to see what's going to happen with, you know, a very legendary and established designer moving on to a different company and just kind of what the ideas are there. And just I think it's just great for pinball to have like, you know, changes and to like push innovation and stuff. So I'm excited to see what happens. JDP is like it's the world under glass. I mean, not to say that all the manufacturers don't build those sorts of things, but JJP is kind of like, you know, the Cadillac with the extras, you know? <laughs> There's usually like all the bells and whistles when you got JJP with higher sticker prices, of course. But um, I'm excited to see him and Lawler back under the same roof. Um, I'm excited to see kind of what he, he puts out as his first machine. I hope they, they make an announcement you know, I know they like to keep those things under, you know, closed wraps, but um, it'd be interesting to see what he pushes out first with JJP. But congratulations to Steve Ritchie and to people at JJP. I think that's exciting. I do think it's exciting. It's I, really cool. It's yeah. going to be so much fun. I feel it like it's each manufacturer has like their own different. It's like they're, everybody has their own different art medium. And, you know, I've I think I've played almost I've played a lot of games, but it's just like, oh, this is it's a neat one. And I've had I've made some friends who have a lot of JJPs, so I've spent more time on JJPs recently and they are different and cool and new and pretty and very shiny. So they shiny. Are so shiny. So shiny. Um so but shiny. I think it's nice to have, you know, different different manufacturers with different styles, different feels, and you know, so you know, not every pinball feels the same. So I think it's exactly. really exciting. I do too. I'm excited. I wasn't expecting it. So that's all of these things, by the way, listeners happened in like the same two days. So I like had some pinball news fatigue. So congratulations to Steve Ritchie news article number two. And I was heck excited about this, like all the things that is the stern heads up invitational featuring our girl Anna Neal is going to be featured on ESPN's The Ocho this Friday, which I believe is August 6th. And I am, I have all the feelings about it. I just, I was so excited. Pinball's on The Ocho. Like, did you see the you other will. things on The Ocho, by the way? I did. Mullet I'm really, championships. I'm really excited about the Corgi races. Um, <laughs> I'm trying not to look at the other things that are on The Ocho. I'm just embracing the fact that we have made like, Somewhat oh, the Ocho is amazing. Nobody yeah. should ever like. Here's the thing: pinball is now up there with Gel's Marble Runs. <laughs> Gel's Marble Runs is like the one of the best things I have ever seen on the internet that has made it to grace television. And if I am ever in a hotel and I have access to cable, that is what I will stop on. I will stop on the Ocho. The Ocho is the best channel that has ever existed in cable television, and we get to grace it with our hobby. Yeah, I'm super excited about it. Um, that is going to be amazing. It sounds like it's going to be a great representation. That, and I was excited. You know, they had a lot of options that they could have chose from for the Invitational. And the fact that they chose the one that featured Anna, um, I felt like it meant a lot to me as a, a woman playing pinball and having her in there. It was very exciting. It was so, so exciting. And then also to find out that Emoto was the producer, the director behind it, our friend Emoto Arcade, who's been featured on the show a few times. Um, she was also 
uh, behind the scenes for that as well. So it's really, really exciting. I can't wait to watch it. It's going to be so cool. Yeah, I'm super excited about it. Super duper excited. So I don't know how I'm going to watch it. Because I don't well, have cable. You it's have, on the well, internet, right? It is on the interwebs. So you can either watch it on ESPN2, which is the ESPN Ocho for that day, or you can watch it on YouTube. Now, I think on YouTube it will be after the fact. And I believe if I, my memory is serving, it's going to be at 4.30 Eastern on Friday. We'll put a link in the show note with the schedule. Um, but it's Friday afternoon, Eastern time. ESPN2, and then later on, it will be on the ESPN YouTube channel. So you can catch it there as well. Um, but I'm excited to see how that turns out. I mean, like, literally, I had all the feelings. I like, may have, like, slightly cried because I was just like, we gave me out the Ocho. It's like the thing. Um, <laughs> I love it so much. So, but um, very, very excited. Congratulations to Anna, Emoto, um, Jack Danger, Tim Sexton, you know, all the people that were involved with getting that put together at Stern. Thank you so much um, for, for putting that together and, you know, making the Ocho happen. Super duper excited. All right. Next piece of news. I am so excited about this. Like, again, like I was like, I don't, I, I felt like pinball news drunk, pinball news drunk. There is going to be a movie about Roger Sharp. What? Right. Oh, I'm ready. I am, I am so I ready. Can- Lauren, I love movies. Like, you know me. I love movies. I love good movies. I love terrible movies. I do not discriminate in my movie consumption tastes. And so no matter how this turns out, I am thrilled at their commitment to actually have period-appropriate pinball machines in the movie. Yes. Yes. So so for everybody who hasn't heard, if you haven't heard yet, um, Pinball, the man who saved the game. It is going to be a biopic on Roger Sharp. It's going to be set in the 70s. It is going to be uh, produced and written by the Bragg brothers, Austin and Meredith Bragg. They're going to be shooting on location in New York State. And they've put a, a call out for 70s, 60s era machines via the IFPA homepage. So they are asking if you are in the New York State area because it's it's a indie film. So they don't got they don't have a big budget. So if you if they are looking for specific machines, uh, Roger Sharp has asked you know the community like if you have them, can we borrow them? Um, so I I would be excited like if I was in New York State and had a machine, I'm like yes. Like then I because like my baby was in a film. I'd, I'd be like a stage mom like over there like wiping the glass like look look pretty look pretty. So, um, but what do you guys think? I mean, are you excited about a Roger Sharp film? Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah, I mean, obviously everyone knows Roger Sharp is the person I most want to play pinball with. And I want to think that I would be super cool when we met, but I'm not going to be cool because y'all know me. Y'all know I'm not going to be cool. Like, like, I'm going to be such a nerd. So here's, here's here's an idea, Lauren, which would probably make your head explode. What if the indie filmmakers brought the Roger Sharp movie with Roger Sharp to South by Southwest <gasps> down here in Austin. And you got to watch I, there. This is entirely a pipe dream, but like, what if in a magical world you could watch in Austin at South by Southwest, like the Paramount theater with Roger Sharp. That would be the, like, seriously, like, I don't even know. Like, and I'd wear my, spark- we'd have our sparkle jackets on. It would yeah. be an entire thing. I mean, I would pay, I would pay money I would pay to pay. go to South by Southwest for the first time ever in my life. I Same. 
I have also never been to South by, I've been on the peripherals of South by Southwest. So listeners, I know we've talked about this event in the past, but for those of you who are not aware, South by Southwest is a thing. It's a thing. (laughs) It's like a thing. Um, It takes place in Austin, Texas. It's always the middle of March. It's film, music, TV. Like it's a whole like thing. A lot of it's like a film festival, but there's also music. It's, it's very much like a who's who, but it had very much indie roots, um, not only independent music, but independent film and art. Um, it's very, very fun, but now it's become like the thing to go to. So it's very expensive. Like you can't, you know, back when I was young, like I was like, ah, oh, I'm not, I'm not doing South by Southwest. And now that I'm old, I want to do South by Southwest. I'm like, I don't want to pay that much money to go to South by <laughs> Maybe they'll have a nice small indie premiere and it'll just be like, Cool, let's all go. We're the press. We're the yeah. press. Yeah. <laughs> press. We're press. We'll 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 do it up. I have a YouTube channel, kind of. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, we I can make it work. Fun. I'm like, I have a pod. We're podcasters. We're, we're podcasters. We're podcasters. We we're the press. We have to cover this on behalf of pinballers everywhere. So, oh my gosh, I have all the feelings. But so a pinball movie would totally be on par for South by Southwest. That, that that's yeah. the kind of thing oh, they would sure. show there. Oh, that would be exciting. Like if that happened, like, oh my gosh, I can't, you got me so excited for something that like has look, not even like remotely happened. You gave me, you I know, me excited I know. For an look, idea. It's, it's just a, it's just a dream. It's just a dream. It's just an idea. And, you know, maybe if anybody and had any sway on the internet, it could be the future and you could make it happen. But I mean, we'd like that, please. Please and thank you. Please, thank you. And also, I'm very interested to see how the mustache turns out. Um, the man who is playing Roger Sharp looks relatively young. I understand. But I'm just like, dude, that stash is legendary. Like, I mean, good luck with that. And I was like, it's an indie film. They don't have CGI money. You're going to have to grow that. Or you're going to have to, like, wear, like, a mustache wig. And I don't even know how that would work out. They can make very convincing fake mustaches. Mm-hmm. It, can, it can be done. It can be done. <laughs> Well, you know, a couple drag kings who can do a very convincing mustache. If their commitment to, you know, period appropriate pinball machines says anything, I think their commitment to making sure that mustache is in all its glory. I mean, it, it, if they do a movie and that stash isn't there, I'm like, this movie is incomplete. I do, I just, I can't, I can't. I need, I need Roger Sharp 70s mustache. But we will include a link to the information about if you want to put your pinball in the movie or you know if you want to find out more also put a link into um the trailer that carrie hardy made um which is really epic it's great Uh, there's like he just just took it upon himself to take clips of roger sharp talking with very like exciting like superhero music and made him uh, made a trailer it's great um but we'll put all those links in the show notes um, the other big thing, and Rebecca and Charlotte, you, I, I'm assuming you have one, Mandalorian. I have, I have all the feelings, like Mandalorians are now popping up all over the place. Rebecca, you got yours. Charlotte, you got yours. Let's talk about that. What are your feelings about Mando? Uh, we'll start with you, Charlotte, since you're our guest. What are you thinking? How's it doing on location? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Is it do you need time? Unfortunately, I haven't been able to play it very much. We... <laughs> Is that what happens when you're an operator? You're like, oh, I got this cool machine that I never get to play. Well, we've been doing the home rentals uh, during the pandemic. So basically, we got to pick up our Mandalorian, play a couple 
quick games, do a little engagement photo shoot, and then it went off to rental. But uh, it's going to be back in the next couple of weeks, and we have our launch party set. So I'm very excited to to really dive deep into it. I love it. I It looks amazing. Rebecca, you guys got yours on Monday? We did. We got it on Monday. We streamed it Tuesday. Uh, we got it. We streamed it. I did the thing. Um, I did the stack where you stack, um, where you're basically stacking all your multipliers, uh, which is a lot harder than I expected it to be. Um, uh, with your mission and a multiball and an encounter and so I GC'd it and Jordan hasn't beaten it yet. So nice. I am pretty, yes. and it's been a whole two days. So uh, yeah, it was, it was something where we like sent the Twitch raid off and I was like, okay, I'll still be here. Bye-bye. Um, so, but uh, it's, it's really nice. Um, it's really fun. It's got like, it's something where I feel like I could get it to flow if I just have more time. Right now, I'm doing a lot of like cradle and shoot and cradle and shoot. Um, but then I played on impossible play and ended up doing okay where you are not allowed to cradle and shoot because your flippers die if you cradle for too long. So um, we played some co-op mode, which is great. And Lauren, I can't wait to have you over to play some Yay. co-op mode sometime. You know I but, love co-op uh, it's great. Uh, it looks really nice in with a purple wall behind it. And uh, I can't I can't wait to keep playing it. It's if I did not have league to go to tonight and I could like move more, I guess I, I'll be playing that instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, yeah, obligations. It's fine. Ah, nah. Oh, you just Yay. have to like, why could she be here? You just say Mando and you're like, understood. I know. And yeah. Charlotte, I'm curious. Um, did you guys get a Mandalorian Pro or did you guys end up going? Because I know LEs, like the first round of Pros went out and then LEs went out and then premiums have been out as well. Which version of Mandalorian did you get? Because uh, I have not seen your engagement photos. <laughs> so you're not friends on Facebook yet. Um, we have the Pro version. We usually tend to buy the, the Pros uh, for operating. Makes sense. We end up getting the pros because I feel like uh, I feel like knowing a pro going into any competitive thing is going to be a little bit easier for me because they're what's what operators have most, ideally. So that's that's always why I end up with the pro. Are you going to get the uh, metal rails that have been made? Are you going to swap the plastics for the metals? Ooh, I haven't seen those. They're very nice. <laughs> uh, we put we are I think number thirty nine in the list of orders. Um, we're going to swap the plastic. I would say that's the only thing that like drives me bonkers are the, the plastic ramps. Uh, not the plastic ramps, but the things that go across like this. Um, I'm just going to move my hands across the screen and make a big X. <laughs> um, like they're fine. They're, they're okay. I will, I wouldn't not play it because of it, but I feel like aesthetically um, I'm going to be really happy whenever we, we get those and we can swap those in there. And then we're going to mod the crap out of it. We've already got the baby Yoda, like the one that talks. <gasps> Oh, nice. So we're going to we're gonna swap that because I guess it needs to move. I don't know. If it keeps Jordan busy, why not? <laughs> I love it. That's, I mean, I'm all about mods. I love mods so much, especially like if you do get like a street level pro and just mod it. Like I think, you know, putting on your own mods aftermarket. I don't know why I, I feel like I shouldn't say this because, you know, limited LEs and, um, you know, 
collector's editions, whatever. I mean, they're beautiful, but I feel like I just like adding my own extra market and making it my own. Like my Dracula, um, you can't see it, listeners. And I'll put a, a link. I got a new translite. I got like a new Dracula. I got like a new like little like graveyard thing for um, some of the rails. I mean, it's like I've done a bunch of stuff and I got a pin soundboard. So I feel like making pinball machines your own is your, like my way of being creative because, <laughs> you know, I'm not crafty, Rebecca. <laughs> so I was like, but I can shop like nobody's business. Um, so I, I am so excited about Mando. I can't wait to play co-op mode with you. I can't wait to play it. Um, it's super it, fun. There isn't one here in San Antonio, like on location yet. So um, I might have to make my drive up to Austin sooner rather than later. Plus I have to take you your uh, koozies. I have all of we your do need koozies. Uh, koozies uh, ready for you. By the way, Colin McAlpine wants to buy one. So Great. Yeah, I know. Sounds he was bad. like, I'll buy it from Rebecca. I was like, I got you hooked up, dude. We, we, we made koozies for the podcast because we like to be extra and we like swag. It's adorable. Um, but yeah, uh, by the way, listeners, if you would like to buy one, five bucks each, we do ship. Um, shipping is included. So if you're interested, just send me an email. Send Rebecca and I an email and we'll get one in the mail to you. But Charlotte, I, again, as an owner operator, you know, we've kind of, we're coming out of COVID. What, ha what has this been like for you for this journey? And I know maybe you, you kind of shared the story before, um, but what has the journey been like, you know, start going into COVID the last 15, 17 months, what did that look like for you? And then kind of, you know, where are you guys at right now? So um, we were first closed from mid-March to the end of uh, June 2020. Uh, and during the time we had no business. And then we were allowed to open up for about three months last summer. So th that was very difficult trying to figure out how to run a pinball bar during COVID. And, you know, the way that it was done here was very like, everything's just open. Just go figure it out. And they're like, ah, okay. Um, so that was a big challenge. Uh and so we, we saw the second shutdown coming. So we're like, what are we going to do? Like, we need to figure out how we can maintain some sort of business. And so when we'd heard about other operators starting to do home rentals, we thought that we, we would give that a shot. Uh, and so by the time the bar was shut down again at the end of September, we were ready and we'd already started to rent a few games. Uh, and then we were picked up by the media in December and like business really took off. It was like really heartwarming and incredible. We had such a demand. Unfortunately, we are in Montreal in December and we have the added challenge of moving Ooh. all these machines <laughs> in the snow and in the ice and sometimes in blizzards. We know what those are now though. <laughs> yes, Lauren we, and we, I know what we, snow yeah. is. In Texas. We, we, we got that. So, and but I can't even imagine moving a pinball machine in the blizzard oh, yeah, no. like I, no. I just imagine like trying to move the dolly it's strapped and you're praying to god you don't fall because if you fall the dolly falls hopefully it doesn't fall on you oh my gosh that's like uh, yeah we don't like, go outside yeah when, it, when that happens here we're like bonus nope. level mm -hmm. like you know pinball moving like hey not only are you gonna move it you're gonna move it in the snow and so. it's like it did the wheels don't move on the dolly and like you know we'd always you know, make sure, okay, if we're going to deliver a machine, just make sure you shovel the steps and stuff. But sometimes the snow builds up so much over the winter, it's impossible. And we're just trying to make it work. And so that was like our learning curve was right in, in like the dead of winter. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. 
But at the same time, like despite all these challenges, uh, it was really amazing, like during such a difficult time to have something like that going on, even for our mental health, to get us out of the house, to feel like we had some sort of control, like we're doing something to help support our business and try to get North Star through the pandemic. So I feel very fortunate that we were able to uh, have that opportunity that we have these pinball machines, like other bar owners here, like uh, bars were only recently allowed to reopen. So basically we were shut from October uh, up until about four, four or five weeks ago. So other bar owners in the city couldn't do anything. They were just totally shut down. And so to be able to take our pinball machines and rent them out and to also bring smile to people's faces when we dropped off a game to like give them something fun and exciting during this horrible time. So it was, uh, it was nice to keep the spirits up. How many pinball machines do did you rent out and how many machines do you have on location there at North Star? Um, ooh, I, I don't even think I can count how many pinball machines we've rented we've pretty much been consistently renting them and we're still we're still doing rentals right now so we uh started a new rental yesterday so it's something that it's great we've been like uh people that get into pinball they love pinball and so they just want to rent another machine they want to check out the, the latest machine so um and then we've only like our locations have only been able to reopen in the last four four to six weeks and so north star has been open I guess about a month now, and we have about 13 pinball machines there, a couple other machines as well, the world's smallest ski ball machine. Uh, oh, I uh, love that. I'm going to need a picture of that. <laughs> it plays a Yankee doodle when you hit a certain score. I think it's for children, but it's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't care. I'll play it. Uh, we also have a 1964 Williams Pitch and Bat, which is nice. very, very popular. Um, and then we have uh, we have a couple locations in breweries. So Dunham Brewery, which is a, just outside of Montreal, we have three games there. Uh, another brewery inside the city, we've got another three games. And we're just working right now on kind of building our locations back up and trying to trying to get them back out there. We had actually just signed um, a pilot project with the Montreal Canadiens NHL team uh, about six weeks before the pandemic hit. Oh, so, no. <laughs> so we uh, we're hoping that, uh, you know, the NHL season can, you know, start going back to normal this, this year and we can uh, build our arcade back up there. Cause that was oh the, my gosh, very exciting. exciting. That's I, so cool. That's awesome. <laughs> like, I mean, to have that kind of relationship and that partnership, I mean, that's a big deal for, for you guys. I know that's exciting. I love so interesting more in fact i love hockey like with a passion go blackhawks but, awesome. um, i you know when i lived in canada for a short time the way football is here y'all uh that is the way hockey is in canada <laughs> it is all hockey all the time but i am i'm i'm gonna like wish all good things for that partnership that hockey's so. amazing lauren we I used to have a hockey team here in austin they were the austin ice bats and if you made straight a's on your report card when i was a kid you could get free tickets to the austin ice bats game and somewhere in all the junk in this house i have a hockey puck from like probably circa 1997. If we go to Canada, we're gonna watch some hockey. So I have seen one NHL game. I was in Boston and I saw uh, a Bruins Maple Leafs game. And I was, I don't wanna say frightened because I'm used to fandom because 
we're we're from Texas. That was a whole different level of passion for hockey fans. Like I was like I, I wasn't in gear, so like we were like the only people not in Bruins gear. So like it was like I feel very awkward, and um, we're gonna slowly make our way out of here. <laughs> we're not cheering for anyone. We're just here as spectators. But uh, but yeah, no, I, I I'm so excited for that partnership, and and hopefully that that works out uh i i was slow like light stalking your facebook page and also the north star facebook page i have to ask what's up with richelieu pinball that is it a beer is what is that that's a great question so um it is a beer so as i I mentioned dunham brewery where we have three machines just outside montreal uh they're great friends of ours and we did a beer collaboration and this happened during the pandemic so it's very exciting to reopen north star and be able to sell these beers um but yeah so that kind of brings me back to the name north star uh we are named after um, a Montreal pinball company that was called North Star Coin Machine Company, which designed and manufactured two pinball machines in Montreal in the late 1940s. So basically two brothers started the company when there was an embargo that prevented pinball machines from being shipped to Canada from the U.S. And so they started manufacturing uh, these, these two machines, Seabreeze and Richelieu. So that's what the, what's on the beer can is it's a, the artwork is based on the two brothers standing next to their, their pinball machine. It it was a look and I'm like, I feel there's a story there. So I I wanted to ask that's it. That's incredibly exciting. So all of these partnerships, like, is that, is the community there seems to be very tight knit. Um, Tell us a little bit about the, the Montreal pin community. Is it, is everybody knows everybody or is it something that you guys have slowly built over time? Basically, before we opened North Star, there wasn't really any pinball in Montreal at all. Um, The original North Star was actually started as a speakeasy in our friend and business partner, Justin's house. (laughs) So um, Adam had the idea, you know, let's make this legit. Let's go above ground. Let's do a pinball bar in Montreal. Uh, You know, there was one arcade downtown that had a few like three pinball machines otherwise like all the machines in the city are are in collectors homes uh so when adam and i started dating he was beginning to work on this project and then we went to uh the city and we realized why there are so few pinball machines in montreal because there was an outdated and prohibited bylaw that essentially prohibited pinball machines pinball was ruled illegal by the supreme court of canada in 1955 and it was overturned in 1976. So in 1977, with pinball being legal, the responsibility for policing pinball machines in Montreal kind of shifted from the police to like city bylaws that essentially prohibited, you know, like no pinball machines in bars, they can only be in arcades and arcades can only be on this one street downtown. Oh, and, wow. That's and, very specific. Yeah. And so it's um, the timing of this is also really interesting around uh, the 1976 Montreal Olympics. The mayor at the time was trying to clean up the city, clean up the image and, and for the Olympics. And uh, at that time, you know, before Montreal was once considered Sin City. So another thing he also banned at the time was food trucks. What? Pinball food trucks? That's my life. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> What's left? I know what what is left. So what's left? That that 
pinball bylaw that he put into place in 1976 was the one that we came up against in trying to open North Star. Uh, and so, you know, obviously put a little damper on our plans, but not going to give up easily. So we basically started the slow process to ch change the bylaw. A little help from some media attention, got us in contact with the city. And the city was great. They really worked with us. They agreed with us that, like, this is outdated. This needs to be changed. Um, and the, but we did open the bar uh, without the law being changed. So, again, we were technically doing illegal activities by having pinball machines in a bar. Uh, and we first opened our doors on December 31st, 2015. And then by April 2017, we were able to have the bylaw officially changed. And just to bring Roger Sharp back into this, uh, we actually invited Roger and Ellen Sharp to join us for a big party at North Star and uh, have a passing of the torch ceremony. So they came up and they celebrated oh, with us. Cool. And we had this ceremony. Adam dressed up as Roger from the 70s, full on mustache. <laughs> and uh, he, they... We had um, a paper mache uh, torch that uh, my friend Shannon made, and it was incredible. We still have the torch on display at the bar, and so they had the ceremony. They literally passed the torch. It was an incredible evening. That is amazing. I love that so much. That's so much fun. And I love that you guys were, like, kind of illegal and, like, kind of doing it. Like, you know, we're going to do Very, this. like, speakeasy, but pinball. You're like, is this still cool now that it's totally legal to be doing this? <laughs> Yes, yes. Still it's cool. Cool. still so. cool. When we opened, yeah, there was no pinball community. And so there was, yeah, something that we've really built up. And what I wanted to do, like, you know, I wanted to take this clean slate. There's no pinball community. Pinball's new to the city. How can I really present North Star, present pinball as much of as an inclusive space as possible, like right from the get-go? And so I think I started my first women's league night within like one week of opening the yes. bar. <laughs> Yes. So I just I just wanted everyone to feel comfortable to come to play to come to play competitive pinball with you know with the goal of increasing female participation in competitive pinball in general. Oh my gosh, that's so fantastic! So how many leagues do you have operating right there in in Montreal? So I was I ran my my women's league for a couple of years, and then it's a lot of work. And I was finishing my PhD and then I started managing the bar full time. So I had to put that on the back burner a little bit, but I'm looking forward to uh, starting that again. And then we have a co-ed league and we also do uh, a monthly tournament the first Wednesday of every month, which we're starting to get uh, back in September. And then we were doing four quarterly classic tournaments, which would be like 36 to 40 players match play. That's so that's fantastic. Awesome. I, oh my gosh, that's so neat. So what do you see as we're coming out of the pandemic, you're opening back up, you've been open for about a month. What are your, some of your goals for the next maybe, you know, six, 10, 12 months? I think just continuing to grow like our operation business, continue to grow the pinball community here. I think everyone's really starved for that you know, physical interaction, social interaction, and just, you know, being able to be together again, to play pinball together again. So that that's really the plan at this point is just to, to keep building. And I mean, we really believe in the community building power of pinball. And so, you know, that's really a, a main part. We always say our tagline is pinball for the people. Yeah, I I think that's a great way to sum it up. And, and everything we've heard um, 
all your amazing stories and just, you know, what you guys are doing for pinball in Montreal, pinball in Canada. Um, I'm just incredibly excited and, and wow. I'm like, I like, right. I wanted to go to Montreal, but now I'm like, I really want to go to Montreal. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Our yeah. borders are our borders are opening up, so I know like, Canada was off limits for a while, but I do love Canada. I do. I'm, I'm, I much need as I to Texas. look on a map and see where Montreal is. It's and like see. over there. It's not like I'm like not that you can see me, listeners. I'm like it's over here Which, on the right. Wait, it's like to the, the right, right with like the New Michigan. York right. Yeah, like that way. It's yeah, like Niagara Falls zone. Yes, a little like, a little bit more more to the east. Okay, but east, like it would be the better direction than saying right. <laughs> Got yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it's in I'm the eastern like, okay, part of Canada. Like, left, right, like no, which left? No, okay. Ab- above Vermont. Oh, <laughs> yes, that's what I was gonna say. I was like, it's over. I was like, I kind of look at like Toronto, Montreal are that way. Vancouver, Calgary are the other way. Um, but oh, Charlotte, I that's fantastic. I wish you and the team there at North Star all great things. Rebecca and I were so excited you agreed to come on the show. Um, but you, please, this is an open door. You are more than welcome to come back. Um, we'd love to hear more about what's happening with North Star. And I'm glad that you guys made it out of the pandemic. There were so many folks that just, it, it's, it was sad. It was heartbreaking. I mean, we lost Pimberg and, you know, so many operators, unfortunately, had to close their doors. So it warms my heart. A woman cone business was able to make it through. And it sounds like you guys have nothing but awesome things in the future. Thanks so much. No, it's, it's, it's our pleasure. Again, thank you for being on the show. We've got one more thing to do. It's our own little game show, as we called it the last episode. It's our game show. Uh, game we have show. something called Inside the Pinball Arcade. Rebecca, do you want to do this one? Yes, I don't have any of the questions written down, so we're going to see if I can do it from memory. <laughs> I'm super proud of you. Like, uh, baby bird, we're going to take away your training wheels, and we're going to push you out of the nest. You're going to fly. I know you can remember all the questions. Sure. I, I got this. Are you ready? Yes. All right. I hope so. Um, <laughs> for me, for me, I think I'm ready. Okay, Charlotte. First question. Question number one: What pinball machine do you love? Ooh, all of them. No. Um, I my my favorite pinball machine probably is Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh, just it's all <laughs> Lauren's gonna cry. You're gonna make Lauren cry right now. Yes, yes. It's so great. Like the music, I love the, I love the lightning flippers and looping on the ramps and ah, just, it's a special game. It is so special. And you know, Charlotte, that's, you're good people. I knew, (laughs) I see, I knew it, but now I'm like, she's extra good people. So I love that. All right. Follow up to that. Question number two, what pinball machine do you hate? Oh, I find that oh that's a that's a tough one. <laughs> okay, uh, hate. Can I say none? <laughs> oh, or, there's not one you did like. Maybe like if you're getting strong paired word, in a tournament this. for something, and you see your name pop up onto it in the match play arena, and you go, oh, like, oh, like you just are dreading that moment. Okay, for whatever reason, Game of Thrones. Really? <gasps> oh my god, uh, house divided. The game that you love is mine. And the game wait, you wait, wait, wait. No, no, I have a real I have a better follow-up question. Pro or premium? Uh I don't even know. I don't even know what I've played because I probably wouldn't play it. <laughs> With or without the upper play field? I think without. Oh. 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 My heart. 
It's literally my favorite game. I have it downstairs in my kitchen right now. It's beautiful and it's mean and I love it. Although I did hate it when I first it's had, tough. when I first, I hated it at first, Lauren. I hated Game of Thrones at first. And then I played it for four months straight and it was a mean Game of Thrones, Charlotte. It had short flippers and no rubbers on it. And it was mean. It was so mean. But I love that game now. It might be Stockholm Syndrome. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> but I love it. So now that my brain is broken, Charlotte, what is your favorite pinball sound? Oh, um, well, I'd say Zedon has the best sound. And so, yes. It, but in terms of like game, or do you mean like? Pop like, is there or... a certain spinner rip that's really satisfying or a particular call out that's, that just like warms your heart every time that you hear it? Um, well, well, we recently got a radical, and so I am just loving the sound of <laughs> when you just rip that spinner. It sounds amazing. Also, recently got Rocky and Bullwinkle, and I kind of just love all of the sounds on that one, which was a bit of a surprise to me. <laughs> Rocket! Rocket! I was going to say, didn't you have a Rocky Bullwinkle? We did. Uh, we did have a Rocky and Bullwinkle, and uh, we sold it to the Hangout Pinball Lounge uh, when we had to downsize to fit all the pinball machines in the condo. So, uh, but it was really fun. It's really, it's a really cute game. And the sounds are really fun. Yeah. My mom really likes it. I have a little I dance I do when it, when this, it's my turn. It's like. It's so fun. It's so fun. <laughs> um, then let's see. What is your favorite art package? And that can be cabinet art, playfield art, bat glass, you know, plastics. What is your favorite art package on a machine? I think I'm going to have to say Dolly Parton because I also like like kind of the story behind all of that too with her the two the Vegas Dolly and the country Dolly and Charlotte. Okay. <laughs> Not very often on the show have I said the the phrase sister from another mister <laughs> but once I said it for another Canadian my girl Julie Dorsers and now mm. you're going to get that title. <laughs> oh my gosh, Sorry, I can't Julie. even y'all. I can't. Well, you can have more than one sister. I can't. No, I totally can't. But I, it's not like I trot out that title too often. So I'm like, I feel like Charlotte is like, reads my pinball soul so much. I'm going to be quiet now. <laughs> no, it's okay, Lauren. It's okay. It's our it's our game show. Know, what is this game show if we do not have wonderful co-hosting banter? <laughs> like, this is, this is what we do. This is what we do now. Um, Let's see. What pinball machine is your grail pinball machine? Hmm. Like, what do you want? Um, I would say bad cats, just because I love cats. <laughs> come on down. Come on down to contestants row. I love it. It's so good. We're cat people. We love bad cats. We are cat people. Here, here. Just just for one more, you get to see. Oh, can we not knock over the water? And podcast listeners, we're getting to see oh, come Rebecca's on. cat. Look at that. Awesome. Look up here. Look up here. Look up here. Look up. Awesome. He's like, no. <laughs> Hi, Possum. Hi, buddy. Look up. Look up. Not that he can hear me, but. Look up. She's like, no, I'm taking a nap. <laughs> Let's see. We love cats. We love we all love. animals. We, yeah, we love all animals. I just happen to have two very spoiled cats. You're so good. You're so good. Um. Okay. And then, let's see, Lauren, I think we just have one more question. Did I miss any questions? Yes. All right. 
we, we, no, we have more questions. We have two questions. There's two questions. Okay. Three. What am I missing? So uh, the person and yeah. the last one. So it's actually only two. Oh, okay, great. I was like, oh, and um, and the location. So actually, it is three. Oh, there we go. What is your favorite pinball event? Ooh, uh, I would have to say Pintastic New England. I've had a lot of fun memories there, and that's where I see a lot of you know friends I haven't seen in a long time, and it's just a great show. Well, they have the the, the Pintastic. They rescheduled. It's going to be coming up in November. They asked us to come out. Rebecca and I can't make it, but we're definitely going to try to make it in June of 2022 when they, you know, that's the typical time they have Pintastic. Yeah. Um, hopefully we can all meet up there. That would Yay! be awesome. We could make, we could go to Montreal. It's not yeah. that far. If we can <laughs> okay. Do it. Okay. I'm just, I'm just okay. Oh my God. Pinball road trip. We will talk. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. We have so many trips planned, Lauren. We do. We so do. many trips. So many trips. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, let's see. Charlotte, what is your dream theme? What does not exist that you want to be a pinball machine? Or, you know, I guess it could exist, but you could like make it like way better if you really wanted to. I've been thinking about this and uh, interesting answer, but I think probably an Alanis Morissette, maybe Jagged Little Pill era. I'm friends with the Canadians. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. So what about Alanis Morissette? I mean, I love her, but what do you have any modes that do you have any modes that would be modey? I like mean, what? I I think the you ought to know multiball where you just getting right into it. It's this, you know, angst and anger and you're just smashing those balls around, you know. I could really see it. <laughs> to remind you. Oh, yes. Oh, and also see we everybody weeping openly at a barcade. It's just like, I just want to know. Like just flailing away. Yeah. And we need some more happen. like empowering female representation on a pinball machine too. Here, here. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Atlantis Morissette. Oh, that was all the things. I have all the feelings <laughs> about that. that. That's a great one. I would love like a, a riot girl pin or like yeah. some kind of like, you know, like women in rock pin. Yeah. Like, I feel like we could. Because everybody's like, would anybody buy like a pin from one specific artist besides yes. Beyonce and Rihanna? Like, I, there's many, but like we could probably get and away Britney with a women in rock pin, but a riot pink. girl pin would be cool. So that would be awesome. Yeah, I am a huge fan of like Bikini Kill and L7 and like other stuff like that. That is a separate podcast. <laughs> 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 but uh, oh my gosh, I love that. That's so cool, Rebecca. We did forget the the one question, so we're gonna circle back. Oh, the the the. Person. Person, person. I was going to finish on person. Okay. 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 Charlotte, who would you play pinball with? Living or dead? Real or imaginary? You know, animated is fine too. You could go with Garfield if you really, really want to go with that. But I mean, who would you play pinball with? Uh, it would be Leonard Cohen. So I actually wrote my dissertation on Leonard Cohen. And wow. In doing so, I found out about his connection with pinball, that he loved playing pinball. And so at the time, like we had opened North Star, I was writing my dissertation, he was still alive. And I just, that was my dream. I just wanted him to come to North Star and I wanted to play pinball. And the street that North Star is on is um, also referred to as the main, uh, the old main street. And he writes, he, his house is just a couple blocks up the street. They actually, uh, this huge mural was painted across the street from North Star of Leonard Cohen a few years ago. I watched it being painted. 
it, he looks directly into the bar. It's like he's watching over it. I wrote this into my dissertation, but I was at North Star. I was playing this amazing, uh, probably the best game I've ever played of old Chicago. And, you know, Adam was like, Justin needs to talk to you in the back room because Adam couldn't tell me himself that Leonard Cohen had died. And so that's how I found out that Leonard Cohen had died. And that's, I just up the street, there was a memorial that night and I went, I went and my dream of playing with him died as well that night. But I like to think that his ghost comes in and plays the pinball machines at night. You're in his neighborhood. So I could, I could totally I like see that. that. Yeah. I love he that. could though. He really could. Leonard Cohen is fantastic. And listeners, if you have not discovered the, the magic that is Leonard Cohen, please go, go. I mean, there's the song now. that everybody Quick, knows, which is Hallelujah, go. which has been covered like crazy, but his catalog is so much deeper than that. So please go check him out if you've never listened to Leonard Cohen. Um, oh my gosh, that's, I love that. Show. I did not know that Leonard Cohen really liked playing pinball. I didn't know that either. I actually I know. Did not know that. I have Charlotte is coming in today with the hot <laughs> history lesson. Dropping the knowledge. <laughs> Yeah, there's this photo of him playing a monster bash on tour in like 2008 in Copenhagen. And uh, then in one of his novels, there's this passage that he writes about going into the main shooting and arcade galley that was on the Sa on Saint Laurent Boulevard, which is where the the, the bar is. And uh, yeah, just has this beautiful couple pages talking about the the pinball machines. Oh, amazing. Oh, what a oh. great way to wrap up this show. I love it if so Atlanta's much. Atlanta's Morissette's going to make me cry this way. I know. I know. I'm like, I can't. Like, I have all the feelings. It's so too good. Charlotte, we could have to have you back. That's just great. <laughs> yeah, I would we, love we that. We didn't have enough time. We didn't have enough time. We have more stuff to talk about. But thank you again for, for being on the show, for taking time out of your day to, to chat with us and chat pinball with us. And, and on behalf of Rebecca and myself, we wish you all the best and all the success. And it sounds like there's some amazing partnerships and things happening there at North Star. Um, but we wish all good things for you and Adam. And congratulations again on your engagement as well. Thank you so much. It's been so much fun. Oh my gosh. Uh, Charlotte, for folks who want to find out more about North Star or if they want swag or if they need to plan their pinball road trip, uh, where can they find out information about you? Uh, NorthStarPinball.com or NorthStarPinball on Facebook and Instagram. Fantastic. Rebecca, another great episode. I'm so excited. I like, I have, I I have all the feelings. We, we've been, we've just been like pounding the pavement, <laughs> doing episodes, meeting new people. It has been really really awesome and yeah, super. i'm super excited especially as we come into you know i feel like we're coming into like convention season it is high convention season especially everybody's kind of pushing the conventions like we couldn't do conventions in the world time we're gonna do them all in the fall it's like i don't have enough time and or money to go to all these things but i am very excited we're gonna be talking about all of it here on the show um but I want to say thank you listeners for supporting the show. Rebecca and I have been so excited um, about all the guests we've had on, how the guests we, we have planned for in the future. Uh, if you want to support the show, we have a Patreon page. You can check out the website, backboxpinballpodcast.com. And there's a clip the link at the top and you can click on the, the Patreon page and you can get a cool official Backbox Pinball Podcast pin that you can only get as a Patreon supporter. Um, but there's also swag if you want a shirt, if you want to get stickers, if you want to get the aforementioned, uh, aforementioned koozie, um, that is all there. But And also, if you have thoughts about the show, witticisms, criticisms, any kind of stuff, you can email us at backboxpinballpodcast at gmail.com. Charlotte, again, thanks for being on the show. Thanks so much. Awesome. Rebecca, girl, 
We're killing it. I love it so much. We did it. We did it. We did it. Yes. We did it. Yes. Six. Yes. Six. All right, everyone. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other and keep flipping. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. To receive updates and the latest episodes, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your podcatcher of choice. Also, we'd love for you to post a review on Apple Podcasts. To look at dream themes, show notes, and more, visit our website at www.backboxpinballpodcast.com. Again, that's backboxpinballpodcast.com. Thanks for listening and keep flipping.